0: This is a Dease World production, in association with Pants Pending Studios.
1: You are now listening to The Social Hour.
0: They're not PC. So if of the language don't you off, then you have all been warned. This is the call before the storm.
1: What happened to this world when a when a white cop can't just do heroin and pass out in his car for a while?
0: Get ready for the social hour, live from these World Studio in Spokane, Washington. Uh, this is The Social Hour. On today's show, artist Gabriela Downey. And now your host. With gas prices skyrocketing, looks like he's going to have to cancel his summer travel plans to Ukraine.
1: Cassia. Malib Keen, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is The Social Hour. I am Dees. Thank you for coming back for another episode. We have a great show planned for you today. Um, back in studio finally after uh, gallivanting around the globe. It's good to be back at home for a week. Uh, I am going to be back on the road soon, so catch me in the East Coast. I'll be in uh, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, Georgia, Delaware, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and more, guys. Tickets on sale at deescomedy.com. Some of those are going fast. Uh, the Athens show, the Atlanta show, and the Knoxville show are almost sold out, so get those tickets as quickly as possible. Uh, and as usual, guys, check out our sponsor, Blue Spot Comics, the number one source for online comic books, uh, back issues, rare variants, and much, much more. Uh, they're on instagram and facebook use promo code social hour and they'll give you an extra 10% off your first order uh so check that out guys all right that's it that's all the commercials you know what to do where to find us and everything we are going to get into it with our uh guest today uh coming all the way from i believe from california but i may be incorrect on that but i believe uh somewhere in california master artist uh gabriella downey how you doing gabriella
2: hi nice to be on the show thanks for having me you, you are correct i am uh los angeles of the land of los angeles uh, is where i'm from
1: are you are you do you live there now or are you from there you were born and raised los Angelian, los angelone how do you yep. i'm not sure how to, what uh yep. what part of la are you from
2: well glendale is where mm. um i was born in downtown or no Los Angeles proper but raised in Glendale. Which is not too different. I mean it's all it's all the same. After a lifetime of living here, it's all the same.
1: Yeah, yeah. I actually grew up down there, so I'm very familiar. Yeah, I grew up in Long Beach. Yeah, I spent most of my life down there. Um I uh I've lived other places too but and I kinda moved there. I was lived there off and on but I raised there till I was in my mid teens was kind of off and on there and then from my mid-20s till or like early 20s to later 20s lived there and then moved away again
2: Mm.
3: so
1: it's an interesting place to grow up (laughs) LA is
2: (laughs) yeah I've lived all across the map at this point as a as an adult moved you know from place to place I saw I've seen and lived all the different like subcultures of los angeles
1: southern california yeah do do you like do you like it down there still is it still like i mean growing up down it's weird because when you grow up in la i feel like people have a different view of it than you know when you grow up in iowa and people like i want to go check out la it's just a different idealistic view of how it works i think you know they all just think hollywood and the beach right yeah i mean
2: um i i've never hiked the hollywood sign and i'm from here you
1: know yeah Uh, you're not missing much i've done it a couple times i mean it's not bad it's not bad but it's uh you can't even go up to the hollywood sign anymore you used to be able to go all the way up to it now they have it blocked off and you know it's not like it was when i it's funny when i was living down there i had a friend she wanted to come visit and she was born and raised a little town in minnesota and then she lived in montana for a while and she's like oh i just have never been to la i want to see la and she's like i want to go see hollywood and i'm like no you don't i'm like downtown hollywood is a dump like it's just like the like, i mean the uh like the where the walk of fame is i mean this is five this is 15 years ago so it's parts it have cleaned up a little but you know 15 years ago i'm like no it's just gonna be like Math addicts and prostitutes and you know literally within five minutes of getting out of the car there was a prostitute accosting us and i'm like oh there you go that's hollywood welcome to hollywood you know
2: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: no <laughs> so, it's uh it's not all the glitz and glamour but i mean it, it's uh
2: it's hard for me to imagine what others expect because okay. i'm from here so i definitely got like my tape my taste of reality growing up yeah which was nothing like television right you know like the fantasy of hollywood was as much a fantasy to me than anyone else from out of the country
1: oh sure yeah yeah like watching beverly hills 90210 and be like where the hell is that yeah i'm like
2: (laughs) fascinating yeah
1: who drives a mercedes as a freshman uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, why don't why aren't these guys ever taking public transit um (laughs)
2: yeah exactly
1: (laughs) yeah it's a it's a little different i mean um i don't know i i i like parts of la a lot and then parts of it i mean i guess there's a reason i don't live there anymore um but uh it's just it you know i'm i'm traveling all the time anyway for work so i just needed to live somewhere cheaper basically you know why pay for something that i'm only there maybe half the year yeah i don't know for
2: me i'm I have that whole backstory and you know my whole life here so I don't know there's like a deep rooted sentimental value with me and yeah. and staying here, living here but that doesn't mean I'm opposed to leaving the comfort, the bizarrely comfort zone of Los Angeles <laughs> <Yeah>. it's like <laughs> it's like i don't know can i make it out in the world out there
1: if it's you can like make it in rainbows
2: lo- and butterflies and i'm used to
1: like yeah like i can all, uh, yeah my, my white noise i go to sleep to is the gunshots and helicopters overhead i can't fall asleep without it really i just don't know how you guys do this peaceful just birds chirping and sh- what is that bullshit yeah. where's
2: the threat of danger yeah
1: what? yeah i need a little bit of uh, you know a I little, need that
2: with my coffee in the
1: morning <laughs> a, little, a little bit of risk to lull me to sleep yeah. Uh, yeah it's funny the my my backstory is the reason I left I'm like I gotta get out of this place I, I gotta find a new I gotta start a new origin story uh, um, now it's uh there are some benefits I mean there's some great things about LA, but it's you know it's uh it's become odd living down there I was just down there well when I met you I was down there in December and it was uh it was nice being back. You know, I do like being back. Um, but, man, they, it just, it's, uh, you know, it's getting, I feel like parts of that, that town are getting even rougher, you know, just harder to maintain.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I moved I moved from Glendale into more the heart of downtown Los Angeles mm-hmm. uh, mid-last year. And, well, I did it because it was always a dream of mine. Yeah. To Um, as I've lived in other parts of Los Angeles, like I I did Santa Monica, Burbank, Glendale. I really wanted, you know, something in the downtown area just because of the, I don't know, the, the graphic, cultural, artistic, ethnic identity that goes on here, the scene, you know, it's like, I mean, I, I have more, more of a right to be a part of that than any other person who comes from anywhere else to do that here yeah you know what I mean for sure um and yeah it's but you know like there there was a bizarre uptick of um homeless people in Glendale before I left so mm. it it has gotten saturated here but in a way like the culture here was more ready for it than other parts of LA I feel that sort of got hit with it when 2020 and the shutdowns were initially happening you yeah. know
1: yeah it was uh LA is you know, those big cities getting shut down is weirder than the little cities in a way I, I went through LA right at the heart of like the first within two months of the of the COVID originally you know whatever that was twenty. 20, 2019? I don't even remember now. It's it's just whatever COVID time was. Uh, and I went through LA and I drove up to San Francisco and stuff. And I just remember looking at the cities and there's just, you know, there's no one around, you know, you're downtown LA and it's just, it's like Z Nation, you know, there's just it's like The Walking Dead, just no one is around. And it was so eerie, you know, having grown up there and seeing it always just bustling and people f- overflowing. And then to see it uh, like a ghost town was really pretty creepy that's actually part of the reason i wanted to go because i I do photography and i wanted to photograph it as just this empty dead city because i knew i'd probably never get that opportunity in life again
2: i don't know i was relieved by it because like i've been here for so many years so many eras you know that to me it sounded like it was too loud like it was the volume reset that took it back down to the level where i could like focus again yeah you know um like when i was growing up and there was just less people here yeah even though there's always been a lot you right know? even growing up I, um there was a lot of uh, like refugee families growing up
3: mm-hmm. oh yeah that's
2: the, that's what i grew up with you know in glendale yeah so
1: what, but we, still
2: that was different that was different than than i'd say like the gentrification that ended up really kind of steamrolling its way through uh los angeles yeah. in my like adulthood
1: yeah you can really and i mean you can really see that in parts of la you know down by like the staples center in downtown la there's parts where it used to be really dicey. And they have, uh, I mean, they've cleaned it up and, you know, there's shopping, there's restaurants and it's, you know, downtown LA, uh, LA now or whatever it's called down there. Um, it's, it's cool, but also, yeah, it does take away, it's a double-edged sword. Cause you know, part of it is like, this is the flavor of LA, but I don't want to get stabbed. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so like it's, you know, we just, we just tear everything down and replace it with a Walmart, which is no, no zero culture. So it's like weird. It, you wish we could find a balance between uh, no culture and like culture that is dangerous after the sun goes down. You know what I'm saying?
2: Well, I mean that, that has to do with the economy, not necessarily like culture, you know, and the shift the in economy is drastic as it has happened for all of us it's going to cause like a a drastic shift in behavior
1: oh yeah 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 and i guess i mean like culture of a city not culture of like a you know race or ethnicity you know like there was just a um la just has always had that vibe of you know obviously you know i grew up in la in the 80s i grew up in south central in the 80s and 90s when the height of gang violence and rampart district la PD, uh, you know, scandal and be beating the shit out of people. So like I saw, <laughs> I saw it a lot, uh, and you know, just saw that, that was like, there was just this tone. Um, but again, like we talked about earlier, it's weird. Cause that was the tone I grew up with, but then, you know, I, I met people who lived in North Orange County or, or like we said, Beverly Hills, like nice, nice parts of LA. And that just never penetrated their, life you know they had no idea that's not their la so it is weird that disconnect of those extremes in a place like la yeah
2: la is like a very strange very large disneyland
1: <laughs> yeah yeah walt just bought the whole southland and slowly you know, you're gonna wake up and be so many
2: rides are so scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: you're gonna wake up one day, Gabrielle, and you're just your your bed's just gonna be the Matterhorn, and they're gonna you know yeah. they're like gonna. Like put... I
2: said, I'm I'm not a good like point of view. I'm from here, been here. Like I, I don't know, the world could be safer outside from here. I don't know. I'm just so used to like this. Yeah metal bowl that i haven't fallen off of yet you know
1: (laughs) do you you ever plan to get out you ever think about it going somewhere else
2: um i'm open to it but planning like i've planned a lot of things for a long time and (laughs) i'm tired of planning for a while (laughs) but if a good idea you know if a good suggestion comes along course i'd be open to that sure who wouldn't
1: you know yeah 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 that's a good way to look at it um so let's talk about you i mean you uh when we met we met at la comic con um and i was uh working for doing some work for apex comics and you were hanging around uh the convention doing your thing because you you work you do some work in comic books among other things right
2: Yeah, I've been in the comic book industry since 2015. Um, So it's been a few years now. And I've done it all. I've done behind-the-scenes production artwork, uh, you know, quality control. You know, I've done, like, book design. I've done lettering. I've done coloring. I've done illustration I've done it all. And, um... Well, my career started in 2016 officially working for DC Comics headquarters as a production artist,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: a pre-press artist. And um, that's where I I spent every day touching hundreds and hundreds of comics and digital files and, you know, DC Comics, basically. Um, And then from there, um, I got whisked off to Riot Games and I had a whole saga and a half with them. But anyway, now I'm a freelancer. Well, I was doing some freelance for a while, some lettering. Um, but uh, I'm getting really tired of that. It yeah. gets really tiring <laughs> after a while. <laughs> you know? Like, the, the just the, the, the desperate unfair fairness of cost
0: Mm.
2: you know what i mean it's just like so i i just bit the bullet and you know respectfully and tearfully you know um sailed away from my collaborators okay most of them and now i'm just spending my free time working on My comic, my original graphic novel, I'm working on it. I haven't announced the title, I don't think. Um I'm not really ready to. It's still in production. Okay. Um But I guess we'll see if I'm willing to answer more questions about it. I have to eventually, you know, get over that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well I'm gonna ask you some questions about it, so let's see if you're willing to. Uh
2: Okay.
1: (laughs) Let's let's play the how willing is Gabriella game. Yeah. Uh, I
2: to played the fifth game
1: <laughs> you said you said you didn't want to reveal the title
2: yeah
1: okay that's okay do you want to give us the elevator pitch
2: um it changes okay so what
1: is it today
2: what is it today
1: yeah what's the elevator pitch today
2: It's basically like Beauty and
1: the Beast and Aliens. Aliens, like like Ridley Scott aliens, or just okay, good, perfect. Okay, I wanted to be sure I was on the same alien page, uh, not just mm-hmm. aliens in general. Okay, uh, Beauty and the Beast meets mm-hmm. Aliens. Aliens. And and then and and that and and then what? And
2: there's an octopus monster (laughs) and a really sexy scientist woman okay you know agent scully sexy kind of thing okay all right yeah i've learned that the x-files fandom is definitely a flavor of this like there a lot of that a lot of that influence went into it um (laughs) (laughs) it's like it just It's so adorable now when I look at it, you know, it's like, it's like when a kid tries to emulate their favorite stuff, like I'm watching myself do that in front of my own eyes. It's adorable. That's
1: funny. (laughs) At least, at least you recognize it happening.
2: I I am. It's like precious, you know, there's like a babbling um, inner child inside and I'm just like, wait, let's let, let's see what she has to say. Let her draw the picture. Let her do the thing. What did she try to say? And it just... I don't know. I'm learning to really like appreciate
0: it.
1: That's good. Yeah.
0: share it.
1: Yeah. You got to let it out, share it with the world, you know, let, let people uh, make their own decisions on it instead of, you know, it's very easy as a creative to be super hard on your work and then judge it and then never get it out there. I, I had a, I had a editor years ago when I was working on my first book. He's like, eventually you just have to put it out there and he goes you can edit it you'll edit it forever and like keep changing you know we can do that for in perpetuity but eventually you just gotta put it out there and let the people decide and that was that meant that really hit me it really hit me and i took take that creatively onto every venture i've had since
2: yeah what i noticed after a while of just sort of like unapologetically posting um Personal expressive content on my Instagram was that like patterns were happening that I wasn't like fully aware of in the moment. But when I took a step back, I saw what was happening. Okay. So it's kind of like I'm analyzing myself Mm. when I sort of like let her do her thing. Like sometimes, I mean, a lot of the time, I'm, I'm not saying like my idea of perfection goes out every time yeah no way you know there's like
1: sure it,
2: there's a there's a certain amount of like macaroni spaghetti art going on you know
1: <laughs> there's a place for that too gabriella there's a place for the macaroni art don't come on Kinder, yeah. kindergartens everywhere across the land are offended that uh we would slight the good name of macaroni yeah. art
2: I, I, I just feel like that is lost here in the like professional illustrator profession, you know, it's like we're it's become athletic and mathematical and precision and formulaic, Mm -hmm. you know Um, because I've had my dip in the vis dev visual development industry and video game design and
0: movie film
2: design. And it's just stripped of, of all weirdness, you know, it's like, prescriptional and measured and bland you know
1: yeah yeah i mean i think you know you 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 touched on you know putting yourself in it and realizing that you were uh putting more personal stuff out there and i think that's important you know it's what it is i think it's just being organic you know and especially as an artist and if you're being true to yourself it's going to reflect in your art and it's going to magnetically attract the right people to your art, you know, instead of catering to an audience you want to cater to, you're just doing what you really feel passionate about. And it's genuine and people are attracted to genuine people and genuine art. I mean, there's so many times where I've, whether it's music or poetry or, or picture or, or art, you know, you see it and it's like, man, I don't know why I like this, but I know I do. And, and I think it's just because organic, genuine natural energy was put into creating it
2: so like if you think about the way time works try to follow me okay everything is happening simultaneously yes so i think when our guts tell us like i don't know this direction i don't know why that's like us sensing the future In that moment, so we know like the best outcome. It's like, oh, this is going to be the best outcome. I don't know of what, but it's going to be such a good payoff. Yeah, like follow the payoff. That's like following your gut, following what you like.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely into that. Believe me, I'm very firm believer of. I have honed my instinct in pretty well, and I follow it. Uh, I listen. I listen. I'm very in touch with my, uh, yeah, my inner voice. I think that's important. I think that's the thing we've lost a lot. You know, I think we've got like people are so busy in life that they, you know, on their phones or watching the binge watching a show on Netflix or or just not. It's scary to get in touch with yourself, too. But I think it's so important and like valuable, you know, you can do so much with that weapon. Uh, Yeah, I think a certain amount of like fight has to
2: be part of preserving your inner voice Mm -hmm. um because like i said like whoever wants to have the power they're going to be the loudest you know audibly visually energetically they're just going to be the loudest because they're claiming that authority Mm -hmm. um and that's why you have to fight for your bandwidth give that to yourself instead
1: yeah yeah it's a good way to put it yeah because i mean it's easily slipped away or taken away by so many other things in life you know without even recognizing it It just kind of happens that's uh uh, i've i've been trying to get better at that of like finding a balance where i you know i'll just work 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 and then you find that like oh my, my work output i'm working a lot but i don't feel like any of it is that as good as i want it to be and it's just because you're not getting those other balanced things in there to keep you focused you know you gotta you gotta it's like a what you put in your body you know you gotta you gotta balance in your mind too and your soul
0: yeah and you
2: know like after a certain amount of time learning new skills or like working on yourself like you just get used Pursuing the challenge, you know, there's like a joy that comes in that. For oh, sure. And so, learning how to leverage that and orchestrate that in your favor and primarily your favor. Because, like, we get so, we all get so distracted by the needs of the other people around us, mm-hmm. you know. You know, sometimes it's our environment, like this shared you know but if you can try to prioritize yourself you know that's really that's really the, the rocket fuel that'll take you to the end you know that'll take you to the magic place the, the miracle land you know
1: yeah yeah that's true you gotta you know if you do that you can really do a lot you just gotta get in your own figure yourself out first I think people are scared of that like I said so I think that's part of the problem um the uh oh i'm gonna circle uh, sorry tangent i want to circle back to your comic book also okay <laughs> uh sorry the uh uh we got altruistic there for a minute i like it but let's i, I do want to talk i would do want to get uh some information i am curious about your your book um you're so you're writing it drawing it coloring lettering doing everything the whole shebang right Mm-hmm. What's that process been like for you? I mean, how how long have you been working on it? How long? What's the what's the timeline look for you to finish something like that? And you say graphic novel? Are you doing one shot? You know, like ninety six pages or something like yes. that? What do you? Yeah. What are you shooting for? Uh,
2: just under or over a hundred pages, probably. Okay. Um, I've never been pregnant, but I imagine it's like that but worse but don't get mad at me people it's just really hard like i'm not allowed to drop it you know and it's been going on since 2018 and do you realize how many things have happened globally since 2018 but i'm still not dropping this thing yeah. i feel like an elephant like i'm pregnant <laughs> forever
1: <laughs> yeah you're just focused i like that's great well at least you're coming i mean are, are you how with the publishing, how do you plan on putting it out? What's are you doing? Physical, digital, are you working with a publisher or independently?
2: Um, independent right now because I love and respect the industry, but this is a more of an art project for me in the form of comic book because that's what I do. Um, but like a lot of people like getting their hands in your dough you know yeah. as you're trying to and i don't need that kind of validation you know i don't need that kind of approval process slowing me down you know i just want to get this off my back you know yeah and and do it without the concern of perfection because perfection changes every year like what people want changes literally every six months so trying to chase that kind of rubric is exhausting sure you know yeah on top of the the energy that it takes to like sit down and draw the thing
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean what's the you so you've been working on it since 2018 yes do you have a goal in mind for, for wrapping it up or you just when it's done it's done when in your heart you'll know
2: yeah because i hadn't written anything ever okay for this script i mean i wrote some stuff but nothing like oh this is like a Hardy script and i'm gonna follow it you know it was like my first story in script form yeah and it was so weird because i only ever thought in like blips before that you know i thought of like my because i was in the concept art industry that was it you know just cool concept cool blip you know and maybe like think through the other things but you know um as comic book art it's like a it's like a machine Mm -hmm. you know and so it's like a I'm, i'm not trying to stress myself out you know i'm just trying to like take each piece as it comes my way do my best i'm not trying to be too slow but you know it's hard being consistently quick when so many factors are changing yeah. at the rate they've been changing. But you know that's part of the challenge now. So yeah, yeah, I don't have a <laughs> I don't have a hard deadline. Okay, um, but hopefully not too much longer.
1: Okay. Yeah, because I'm
2: finding a flow. I'm I'm fighting for the flow.
1: Fighting too. for it yeah so is it I mean is it something you're working on every day then or do you find yourself doing that or just a couple like uh is it five days a week or are you usually every day
2: I shoot for every day okay but I do I do give myself a rest if that like artist's eye is just too strained yeah um because I can see problems that aren't there if I don't let that relax. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then like like you said, I'm just I'm looped in a problem finding, solving glitch that eats away at my self-esteem and my energy. So maybe I'll take a 2-day break after i've like finished the page yeah but usually when i really get into that rhythm and flow it's an hour a day okay and uh, it's usually the very first thing i do oh wow okay in my day that's good yeah yeah the sun hasn't even come up and i'm at the desk <laughs> and i'm just like do this and it's the first accomplished hour of my lifetime and Put, then you know
1: putting in the work getting it done
2: yeah I mean I remember when I was younger and I could spend all day at the computer drawing, but I just don't have that anymore. I don't know what happened. I don't know <laughs> if it's like I don't know it's not around anymore.
1: Yeah well, you know things change you gotta you got other priorities or other things to do too so the uh, with the comic book I mean growing up is that did you always like comic books or how did you find yourself chasing comic books or in the industry?
2: gosh that is such a big question i mean the short answer is like i'm a millennial born in the 1991 and basically it was like an anime dragon ball z pokemon sailor moon kid okay you know um i watched all those saturday morning cartoons you know i wanted to draw them so i've like copied them you know and um when it came to comics, I didn't start off with comics. I started off with manga mm-hmm. because I was, like, really into Japanese culture, you know, ooh, way back when. <laughs> uh, I mean, I still am now, but, like, you know, I had that, that a passion of, like, a middle schooler for it back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to learn how to speak it and everything. It was really cute. But that's what sort of pushed me to want to try to, because, like, I grew up with Disney animation also, so, like, animation was just a another language, another, like, medium for storytelling. Um, and, like, I like that. I like animation in, like, the Western sense and the, the like, Japanese anime-style sense. Okay. So, uh, Ghibli films, you know, Miyazaki, Ghost in the Shell, you know, Toonami, Adult Swim, all those old, like, standard cable broadcasting that brought that steady diet of anime to, like, the West back in that time.
1: Yeah. And, then and you, video games. Okay, and video games. So there was, <laughs> So there is a path here. All right the japanese really did get you into art um (laughs) manga and video games so i mean how did you find yourself in comic books i mean you are you you were in what were you doing before that
2: Uh, so i had like a really bad job at the time don't need to get into it you Um, you don't want to
1: call them out tell them off right here right now on the social hour Tell them how what horrible bosses they were and how horribly they treated you, and that look at you now.
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: okay.
2: I played the fifth this time. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, an ideal job. And um, I was really into video games at that time. I really loved fighting games like Soul Calibur and Super Smash Brothers, Street Fighter, Mortal that. And um, the fighting game Injustice came out. And I started playing as Wonder Woman. And I was like, oh my gosh, I totally understand. Because like, I was into fighting games. And mm-hmm. when, you're, when you play fighting games, like it really helps to find a character's fighting style that kind of makes sense to your brain when you're like trying to hit those combos on the controller. Sure. And um, it was always so hard for me to find a character, you know, with, like, the Japanese fighting games. But in Injustice, like, Wonder Woman just clicked. And I was, like, kicking ass as Wonder Woman. I'm like, fuck me. I'm not taking prisoners, man. This is, like, amazing. I was like, you know what? I want to design Wonder Woman's costumes for Injustice 2. And I was like, yeah, just, just... And yeah, I filled up sketchbooks with Wonder Woman costume designs for fighting games. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was like a vision. And I was like, what if it was just a, what if I just designed a Wonder Woman video game? Like, just totally bypassing justice. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, yeah, it would be really good. It would be like God of War, you know, and like, you know, some elements of like, Devil May Cry, you know, yeah. I was, like such a nerd about it. And I was like, how do I, how do I make this thing real? And I'm like, well, I need a, I guess I need to see employment at DC, and um and I did, and then that's how I got into comics.
1: Wow. So I mean, okay, I feel like we just skipped a lot. Yeah, I like you're you're just so casual about it. You're like, and I wanted to, and they just fucking hired me. I mean, look at me. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, it's just
2: the, such a long story it's i know if you ask specific
3: okay,
1: questions i know i it's know been I'm, years. Ju- <laughs> I'm just giving you shit but it's just so funny because it's just like yeah yeah i just decided i wanted to i drove a couple things and then like boom they were knocking at my door uh next thing you know i this mean when side- you zoom
2: out far enough that's really what it is you know that's why it's important <laughs> to make those small moves yeah. that you think won't lead up to anything they do yeah
1: know. no you're right I just it's uh so I mean you did you you did you I mean they had to have a job opening you applied for what you know what was it
2: um so I started as a temp and as a temp but I was like the temp of the temp I was like I was like the substitute teacher's (laughs) assistant (laughs) If the substitute teacher was sick. Yeah, like the assistant to
1: the regional manager. Uh, to...
2: It's like, I'm lucky to be touching this ground right now kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: um, coincidentally around that time, um, the New York headquarters of DC Comics was making a shift from New York to California.
1: Burbank, right? Or and, something like that? Did they move yeah, to Burbank? And
2: so job openings were available which was like crazy because like people had decade-long careers you know back at New York you know and um, so yeah I got I was very friendly very professional I will say it's really important to just make your best impression no matter what your position is you know wherever you are whatever room you're in just say hi to everybody just say hi to everybody, yeah. say good morning, you know, like, because it might impress the right person, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. And apparently you um, did.
2: Yeah, I did. But um, but it was, I did have to interview for the position. It was a pre press position. It was a digital artist position. And I did have to interview for it, phone interview, interview. I had to take a test. I had to pass the test and um yeah um my portfolio had to be reviewed you know it was like a process and a lot of people applied so
1: did any of those wonder woman costumes ever see the light of day
2: i mean it's still in my project folder so i'm i'm determined to make i don't i don't I don't like letting things i've put so much work into sort of you know go
1: die if yeah i can
2: yeah so she's just like a precious work in progress fanfic project that i put away in my creative shelf and I, yeah and i i sort of revisit it every now and then i'm like okay what have i learned how should i edit this you know and it gets better over time it's like a very old soup stock mm-hmm. so because yeah. i still am a dc fan at the end of the day which sucks
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i mean are you're so you're a fan of the comic books actually or just of the ip of the ip got it yeah so you what uh how did you feel about how did you feel they did with uh, wonder woman movies Your, your not-so-quick answer gives me all I need to know of you. <laughs>
2: you know, I, I questioned myself while I was watching it. I'm like, is it that I am viewing this through the lens of misogyny and therefore cannot understand the good merit in it right now? Like, I questioned my own eyes, but, you know, I still don't judge it. I mean... it's what we got
0: (laughs) it is
1: that is true it is what we got for now uh until your version comes out right
0: yep
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right uh well so like now back back to your 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 book real quick um When you, when you go to publish, what are you thinking? Where are you going to, you said you want to publish independently. Are you going to do physical copies uh, or just online?
2: I haven't thought it through. Yeah. Like I have ideas, but to speak it now would be silly because I'm really not sitting down and thinking about it. I really need to like make more of the book first before I'm like, okay, now, (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like still loading. Sure. I don't want to like, I don't need to overload me Got with it. all that, you know. Man, that sucks, right? Like, I know. I'm just as like excited about it too. I mean, I've seen the whole thing. Like, I sure. see it all the time. Yeah. You know, like, I hear it, I see it, I want to share it, you know. I want to get like the right people involved to sort of like, you know season it the right way but um but i have to also be gentle with myself because i mean there's no rush ultimately there's no rush
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. do you have a do you have a follow-up project in mind or is this a one-off you did it move on to other things
2: I don't know. Yeah, I, I I I seem to like working a lot. I've learned um, it's sort of like a conditioning thing at this point. Like my work ethic, cardio is at a very high level now. Yeah. So that I think that's why I picked up the video project, so that I could see more like mm. fast action results. Because results seeing results in a graphic novel, that's not going to happen it's gonna happen big but later yeah maybe
1: (laughs) not maybe (laughs) it's gonna it's gonna just a matter of when right
2: yes yeah but i needed i needed to like make myself feel better and like more accomplished as a creator and that's why i picked Mm. up the video projects that i'm doing now and the poetry that i'm doing now
1: yeah so that brings me to my next question actually what besides the comic book and that work you do what tell us about your art you seem to you know you seem to do a lot uh of different things so what you know what what is what is your day what do you do what keeps you busy what tell us about all your art
2: um well around 2019 2020 i started like journaling more Mm mm-hmm but it wasn't like officially journaling you know it was just kind of like aesthetic poetic creative instagram stuff.
3: yeah
2: right but it helped a lot cuz i was going i was processing a lot like everyone else was <laughs> in 2020
1: <laughs> i don't i don't know no. what you mean i it was a, yeah Gangbusters year for me,
2: <laughs> and and it didn't just you know it didn't just happen with like expressing myself more literally, literally, right, literally. Um, but it was about like expressing myself visually. I did a lot of makeup, mm-hmm. self portraits
0: mm-hmm.
2: around that time. And sometimes there would be, like, a character, but most of the time it was just, like, I don't know, whatever, like, whatever whim inspiration took. And then after that, um, I started taking those expressive, journaly little, like, quote posts. And made them more like poetic because I, I had been into poetry since I was like in high school. I was part of the poetry club, and I don't know. I think it's the it's the the rhythmic rhythm quality of poetry that I really like. You know, like uh, like rap, I guess, or rhyme. Dr. Seuss, you know, mm-hmm. sing songy musical theater. You know, I think it it's magical. Like this stuff really sticks to your brain. Yeah. when it's like formulated or crafted well you know when it sounds nice and it's easy to remember i mean it, it's like powerful so i don't know poetry is sort of me doing that with language uh written word and like again like in industries like comics when you're working with like writers and scripts and all that stuff like there's so much scrutinizing going on, you know, like, I don't know about that dialogue. I don't know about this. I don't know about that, you know? And it's like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to know the rules. Like, I just want to like, <laughs> don't give me any rules. And so poetry, written poetry is kind of like the perfect vessel for that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, Oh, rules. We're all mad here. There are no rules. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know. <laughs> yeah. You can do whatever you want. It's very interpretive. It's very open to uh, artists and reader's interpretation
2: and i think that's really the best kind of art when it's like because really that's what's happening whenever you meet anyone like the way someone reacts to me is a reflection of how they're reacting to me it's not a reflection of me whatsoever because i have no context i have no personal context with that new stranger you know Mm -hmm. um but You know, they have their own personal story going on and their own references and their own associations and they're trying to make new connections and trying to plug me into their thing. So, like, if I can put forward some pretty cool art, which I even I feel like, hey, I like rewatching this. Like, what do you think, stranger who seems to be triggered? It's like, I don't know. This (laughs) makes me feel things, too. It's like, cool. Let's, you know. Let's all get to know each other, you know. And Let's figure be it out. Weird and be fine. Be merry, you
1: know. I like that. I like that out that outlook. Yeah, yeah. I mean, art. You know, there's it's funny. It's there's a lot of art, or you know, I, I like film a lot and things like that. And I'm like, the worst thing in art is if it makes you feel nothing, you know. If if making you feel good or thoughtful is great. If it makes you have if you don't like it, it's at least evoking. Feeling. But if you just look at something, just be like, eh, you know, that I think is worse than someone hating something because at least you're getting something out of them, you know.
2: Yeah, I think I think art is my brain's way to try to problem solve, and so I have my own set of problems in my brain, in my spirit, you know, and so my language that I use artistically and just day to day is the process trying to solve that problem. And there are other people in the world that share enough of the same problem that they feel, you know, invested in the answer and figuring out the mystery with me and being part of that orchestra with me. Mm Because it's like, yeah, we want to know the answers too. It's like, cool, follow me. I don't know where we're going, but let's go.
1: (laughs) We're going on a journey. Who knows what's going to happen, but let's give it a shot. So, I mean... uh, what do you, I mean, down the road, what are you looking at that you want to do? I mean, do you have other projects that's not even comic book or anything related? Just any other thing that is on your slate that you would, you'd like to accomplish? Uh,
2: I do want to see if I can get actually published for my written poetry.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but... You know, that's just on the shopping cart. Uh, that's just, you know. <laughs> sure. That'd be nice. And also, like, dancing. Dancing's a big passion of mine. Oh, okay. Um, part of the videos I shoot are dancing videos. And um, dancing's, like, transformed the terrain of my being, both physically and energetically. It has really sort of repaired a lot of misalignment and strengthened a lot of... You know areas. So um, eventually, I want to like do more and do better with dancing, mm-hmm. and that using that as like um, a storytelling device. Oh, okay, for my for my art.
1: I see. The specific type of dance you like?
2: I mean, I, I share on Twitter a lot of my inspiration like the stuff that inspires me so i'll share like usually it'll be like a cover dance video you know contemporary cover dance video or you know there's some really cool dancing with the stars bits i don't watch the show but the best parts of the show find me on youtube and i'm just like oh my gosh everyone this is so cool can be like please like be there together right now it's amazing you know yeah <laughs> but i'm not on tiktok um i'm i'm not interested in tiktok i don't know it kind of intimidates me it could be me like a sign of aging or whatever but i don't know it's just i've been through so
0: much
1: (laughs) yeah i'm with believe me i as a comedian everyone is like you got to get on tiktok you got to do it that's where all everyone is now i after like a year of my buddy pestering me i finally signed up and i tried for like a day and i'm like i can't do this I, I can't there's no way i I can wrap my head around this I, it's just too much i don't like this app i don't like the i don't like anything about it like i'll just stick with what yeah. i got you know
2: so the the interesting thing that happened when i made the switch from content consuming to content creating on like the instagram app was that like it looks like I'm on the app more because I'm making more posts, but I'm actually on the app way less because making that content takes up so much of my focus. Mm -hmm. So I'm not just scrolling for hours, you know, I'm like creating for hours and and planning. And um, so, yeah, that was like an interesting switch and I kind of encourage other people if they're curious about that, you know, people like are having a hard time with like curbing their phone use you know like maybe try leveraging it instead in a different direction um because it is it is and it is helping me sort of curve my phone use like yesterday I put two hours on my phone I said for two hours I'm not even gonna look at it you know and I painted my nails and it was like the best time was had you know yeah and I I think more of us have to do that because like when they took away our other outlets of like entertainment and enrichment and socializing, like it really just,
1: yeah. Sunk so much, much, you know? Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. You know, you gotta, you gotta, it's you gotta focus that energy somewhere. So um, yeah, that is interesting saying how you're, you know, you're on it, but not, you're on it, Uh, creating not consuming, which is a nice, nice way to, to use it, you know, get more people towards you. That's, that's great. So, um, all right, Gabriella, we are going to, uh, what we're going to do now is we are going to get into a segment on the show. We call the rundown. Are you ready?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Are you nervous? Yes.
1: (laughs) Don't be, I promise you. I won't, I won't, I would never lead you astray. Um, it's uh, just a series of questions we've gathered over the years here at the Social Hour. Um, separately, they're just pretty innocuous. They don't mean much. Together, I feel like they just paint a picture of someone and who they are and what they like and things that make them tick, things like that. So they're just pretty basic, fun questions, and we're going to ask them to you. And uh, you just let Can us...
2: BuzzFeed quiz?
1: Yeah, what kind of, we're going to find out what kind of potato you are. Uh, right. <laughs> um. So uh, first question, um, if you could have uh, any pizza, any pizza, you like pizza? Yes. Any pizza you want. And I don't mean from a place, I mean toppings, you know, you can have any toppings you want on a pizza, um, anything you can imagine. But the caveat is now that is the only type of pizza you can ever eat again. What are your forever toppings on a pizza
2: There's like a chaotic answer to this question and then there's like the like the nerdy scientific approach to this question go with your go with um, your gut I mean I, I would really just kind of like science it out really like I'd, I'd go with like the most nutritional ingredients that i could possibly choose and be like if this is what i'm, I'm gonna make it my superfood pizza you know okay if that's what i'm stuck with eating
1: well let's say this you can eat other foods too just if you eat pizza it can't have anything else on it so you can eat separate foods you just you know if oh, you're having okay. pizza so just
2: one flavor pizza for the rest of my yeah, life yeah yeah
1: there you go that's a better way to put it you make you oh, make it okay. way simpler than i i <laughs> I made it sound so complex.
2: I think I overcomplicated it. I'm sorry. No, that's I'm okay. I'm like so ready for wild questions. And then you're like,
0: no, just a pizza do yeah. you want?
1: <laughs> it's just a pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you must freeze when you call Domino's. So like, welcome to Domino's. What can you get? You're like, oh, shit. Um, give me. <laughs> I go, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I wasn't Thank ready for this. all the hard questions.
2: You know, I actually, I, you know, I'm going to like, i'm just gonna say i i like hawaiian pizza i do okay yeah
3: pineapple and pizza and if
2: you can put a jalapeno on there like you have the jalapeno ham and the pineapple and a side of ranch because i'm a ranch dipper is that Mm -hmm. disgusting i don't care i don't know (laughs) that's just like my my nostalgic back home weird culture pizza
1: flavor interesting no that's you know i live in the northwest now and they put ranch on everything mm-hmm. uh which is funny because growing up ranch for me ranch was never anything and then i moved to the northwest and they put ranch on everything and i was like i had no idea you could so put- what's
2: your favorite thing with ranch on it that you didn't expect to like so uh,
1: much uh probably ana de armas um she- no i'm kidding that was a joke <laughs> the uh um my favorite food item with ranch uh i mean i'm not gonna lie i it didn't grow up with it but the pizza is pretty good um but i think um actually like french fries and ranch is pretty pretty tasty Mm -hmm. if they're the right french fries you know
2: and then if it's like a fancy ranch and a fancy fry done done deal isn't that an aioli <laughs> <laughs> that's what an aioli is right like yeah a garlic it's... aioli is a fancy garlic mm, ranch
1: that is good actually yeah Or
2: mayonnaise
1: i don't mm. know yeah aioli is just it's like mayonnaise based sauce so it can be yeah that uh like that, that does that is good yeah i do want that now actually i'm hungry
2: uh <laughs> yeah but like savory sweet on my pizza it doesn't offend me some people get so mm. like you know viscerally upset with with those ingredients together it's like you guys
1: yeah it's okay it's okay <laughs> it's gonna be okay it's just pineapple on pizza uh, I do like <laughs> the jalapeno the jalapeno on pizza is one of my favorite toppings any way you slice it so mushrooms too
2: they're pretty
1: good yeah it sounds like I also you-
2: like cappuccini, feta mm-hmm. of cheese. Like when I go to the Pizza Rev, I have like that hit list in my mind. But I haven't <laughs> gone to Pizza Rev in years. Oh my gosh, it's been forever. You
1: haven't gone to pizza in years?
2: Yeah, I mean like To Pizza Rev, the restaurant Pizza oh, Rev, you know, okay. where you can customize. okay. Got it, got
1: it, got it. yeah. I thought yeah. I'm like, have you? How long has it been since you had pizza? Like, it's pretty accessible. No, 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 I thought. No, 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 Pizza Rev. <laughs> got it. Okay. That
2: restaurant, because I used to go when I would be in downtown Burbank all the time, but it hasn't mm. been years since I've done that. Like years. You gotta. You
1: <laughs> should go do it this weekend. Treat yourself. You deserve it.
2: Uh, I I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i mean i'm not gonna I know live the near
2: little tokyo now so i just treat myself to ramen and sushi instead oh, there you go
1: that's not bad either that's a pretty good one so um gabrielle let's uh let's talk about music um what is your go-to karaoke song oh
2: shit <laughs> i have so many
1: yeah, you know you have one. There's a number one in your heart. What's the first one that jumps to your mind when you hear that question?
2: Yeah. They the number one always switches. I seriously I okay. like Okay. Uh, what is yeah. it right now? What's, it's, okay, um Come Together by the Beatles. Mm. I recently recorded and sang that that's usually a really good
1: i heard that one actually yeah that was good
2: yeah it's pretty good solid opener you know i I also like um like kiss from a rose by seal like if it has some loose bass tie with like the bat verse
0: Mm -hmm, i usually mm
2: -hmm. go for it because um sorry what
1: Oh, I just, I like that song a lot. I've got a running joke with that song, but because I enjoy it.
2: <laughs> What's a joke?
1: Oh, well, it's just, it's more like a, it's like uh my buddy and I always send it to each other. Um, cause we, we really like, we've like bonded over that song on the podcast years ago. <laughs> and it's like, every time we're somewhere and it's playing or if someone's singing it, we record it and send it to each other. It's just this kind of running joke. Oh my gig. gosh. Yeah
2: yes yeah it's just it's just it's a moment really Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was a shared world that fandom moment yeah you were there you know and even if you weren't there you definitely feel the effects that's right after (laughs) i haven't seen the new batman movie by the way
1: no i did
2: okay i don't want to hear about it okay (laughs) i don't know it's just it's like it's it's a journey now to like go out there because i don't drive
3: oh um, okay
2: yeah mm. but even if i did drive like i don't know something about driving i don't know parking situation all that jazz yeah anyway but maybe i maybe i will when well, it becomes more convenient if you see online. it
1: let me know what you think uh i had thoughts um uh, I was vocal on them, I'm vocal about it online. If you decide you want to look and find out what my thoughts were, uh, but you know,
2: I think it's just it's getting more and more awkward. Or is it just me for us to be like, well, another superhero movie release"? It's like, um, the sky is falling, y'all. Right? Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's just me, or maybe some of us are like
3: there.
1: Sure. In and out of yeah, there. like there's other shit going on, you know, besides if we like the new Batman or not.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's just another Batman movie. There's going to be things I love. There's going to be things I don't love. Sure. There's going to be memes. There's going to be dumb memes. You know, it's just gonna come and go and then yeah. we're gonna move on to the next spider-man movie right
1: yeah well <laughs> i can tell you this thing for sure gabriella there is no seal kissed by a rose in this batman so oh, it's shame. it's already it's already knocked down a couple of points in my book that's for sure
2: mm. <laughs> i agree i agree
1: well speaking of movies let's uh talk about your choice of movies what's your favorite movie oh my
2: favorite movie that's such a big question yeah okay i really like the fountain
1: Mm, oh a little darren aronofsky
2: yeah
1: okay that is a great that is a great movie yeah yeah i feel like people never talk about that movie uh and i i think early darren aronofsky especially was very very good he was a great filmmaker i think he went a little sideways somewhere around noah uh but (laughs) he did his, his first few movies were very good in my opinion
2: Yeah, um, it was the the soundtrack that really like grabbed you, hooked into me, Mm. and then also I just have like this nostalgic affinity for Hugh Jackman because like he was part of my childhood growing up. There was like just an an onslaught of Hugh Jackman movies coming out every year, so he's he's like an uh, he's like a marker of a of a time for me. So yeah, that movie is so. amazing you know and i remember when it first came out people were like critical of it i'm like what what is there to be critical of i understand being confused Mm -hmm. because it's not like linear storytelling yeah but i mean being critical just because you're confused i mean i guess that is a a natural reaction to confusion
1: yeah yeah i think people didn't understand a lot of Darren Aronofsky films. You know, there's a lot happening where they're just like, I don't know. It's it, It's not, uh, there's, there's nuance and there's subtlety. Um, you know, he's a guy who really makes films where he uses every aspect of film. He uses the color tones in his film to tell the story. He uses camera angles uh, and, you know, push shots and the way he's actually framing things to tell a story. So if you're just like, listening to the words of the characters you're not going to get it all and i think that's where people just get get lost you know
2: yeah y'all y'all are suckers because when you're like when you're on track with it i mean that movie is just so beautiful i get something out of it every time i see Mm, it yeah you know it's like and if i focus on you know specific details it's like i i learn more about that specific detail you know yeah.
1: Um Yeah, his movie Black Swan is like that for me. I really love that movie. Uh I
2: haven't seen that one, it's, but I
1: really should. It's so good. And that's my favorite Darren Aronofsky film. And he just uh it's I mean probably I don't know when it was made. I've been saying it's my favorite film of the last ten years, but it's probably fifteen or more years old by now. But it's a great, it's fantastic film. And it's one of those things like you said, like I still watch it and get something new out of it every time. Um and there's just a lot, a lot of layers. Um and it's yeah, it's really good.
2: Yeah, like when when those it's really like look at this lighting. I'm
0: just like
1: amazed by this <laughs> <it. Okay>, angelic <laughs> like, over here, yeah. <laughs> Can
0: I get my face in here? Yeah,
1: look at that. You got good light. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, it's my Skylight.
1: Oh, wow, yeah, it's, it's popping over there.
0: Yeah, I
2: mean, the Skylight is really the inspiration for a lot of the filming and, like, um, interior decoration that's gone on in this studio space. Oh, okay. Room for me, so, yeah. It helps. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, movies are made so strangely now. Like, I don't know what I'm looking at anymore when I watch a movie. Mm. I'm like, is this... Like, I'm not... they're catering to anymore yeah but i like that because it sort of re grounds me you know um because when it's so much of the sameness you start uh ruminating on the past but if enough details have changed it's easier to like move on with the new present Mm -hmm. i feel yeah so like i do like that aspect about like the new content that's coming out in movies and stuff but again, like the, the culture of going out and watching a movie, it's like, I don't know, I'm so tired of doing it. It's felt like a job. Like, I feel like, <laughs> like, sometimes I feel like we're it's all church study and we have to, like, watch the Marvel movies. Like, if it's like a church.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Session. It's, yeah, thing. people are very committed.
2: You know, it's like, oh, are you? Yeah, because think about it, like, okay, like Eternals. I really loved Eternals. It's one of my favorite marvel movies Mm -hmm. of recent year um because it like answered so many weird questions that were made before and it just like made the whole multi like the whole universe like it helped ground it and like give it a sense of like law Mm -hmm. and order
1: yeah and it was also unique in that it it didn't uh it didn't fall into that trope of like Marvel's movies are very formulaic. Um, and there's, it's good and bad, but in, you know, um uh, they they become predictable in a sense. I mean, they're still fun, but they're, you know, it's a formula. They just kind of plug in the characters, plug in, you know, vague plot points. Um, Eternals was nice. Cause it was, the characters were actually, uh, they, they weren't like clear cut, we're doing good for the sake of good. They weren't, they didn't feel like this need, this altruistic need to be heroes. They're like, we have this job to take out these people. But other than that, like we don't really give a shit, you know, we're we're, in, you know, that was shown in the end battle where some of the guys, some of the characters were like, I'm good. I'm just going home, oh, man. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like I'm gonna go I'm gonna go uh kick my feet up in a lazy boy recliner and see what's on the tonight show. Uh you guys have fun with that celestial. And that was I thought that was so interesting because it was like, yeah, they're not just like we're united to be heroes because good is good. It's like real characters, real people, you know. Yeah, that
2: that was another movie that confused people and so it um, it got unwarranted critique, I feel. I think so know? too. Yeah. Yeah, because it did zoom out really far. Like when we introduced the, the the Celestials and them popping out of the planet, like you know, like eggs. You know, it really makes Thanos and his whole endeavor seem really stupid. Sure. You know. Yeah. Um, or or even when we're in the the multiverse, like cartoon show that that was on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. What if you know, and and or we we. We start looking at like all the weird stuff Wanda was doing in WandaVision you know it's just like I don't know after a while like the rules don't matter I don't know I just don't know where we're headed now you know but they've almost like expanded they, they like made enough room for themselves that they can take it anywhere they want to yeah. now yeah. and I'm impressed with that because DC has failed at every <laughs> level to achieve that type of yeah. foundational work yeah they sorry
1: dc I, I like that dc had like this whole cinematic universe planned and they completely abandoned all of it <laughs> They're like ah, actually never mind that's not gonna happen uh which is probably best because yeah most of what they did was pretty bad so <laughs> um well, speaking of this is these are great transitions, these conversations, because this is they're just transitioning to the next question. But speaking of superheroes, uh, if you could have one superpower, what would it be and why?
2: God dang it!
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm learning now that I'm like such an overthinker. You see, you see why this like video projects are so important to me? Yeah. Like I get like real stuck on. <laughs>
1: This is good training then this, Dump is, good. Shit. this is good this is good let's keep you flowing. I mean I
2: guess I would have the power of telepathy
1: okay you want to be able to read minds
2: I want to be able to make suggestions to other minds oh. like aquaman with the fish but y'all are the fish and i'm aquaman <laughs> but on land but actually a really pretty lady instead of a fish man but fish men are fine
1: yeah no offense to fish men we have a hey, big i love a fish men. yeah we <laughs> listen we have a lot of fish men that listen to this show so i just want to let you know all mermen we and mermaids uh we appreciate you and your patronage to the social hour uh what
2: uh i see you merman yeah i see you okay <laughs> i i i recognize the magic all right
1: (laughs) that's it is magic that's true (laughs) yeah what uh what would you do what suggestions would you make it sounds like you would use your powers for evil gabriella
2: oh wait it sounds like i'd be like kilgrave from jessica jones
1: yeah is that what you would do
2: i don't think like the thing is evil is so easy mm. I feel like mm-hmm. destroying is so easy creating is the challenge yeah creating with caveats you know that's that's the real beauty it's like well you were able to do that with all those constraints and still create something like satiating and beautiful and inspiring yeah that is a much better use of eternal time than destruction i feel
1: that that is true yeah being i mean tearing down is pretty easy building and, and creating something that lasts is that's difficult but it's worth it
2: yeah so villainry is for uh, losers the
1: weak, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, exactly, weak.
2: the weak exactly the weak
1: um, all right so last last question here gabriella uh if you had a time machine and could visit one time in history any time you wanted when would you go and why
2: time I can i go to the beginning of time can i see that'll happen
1: yeah you can let so go to the primordial ooze just some big bang white light or whatever it was we don't know
2: that's the thing we don't know yeah we don't we know, know. And like would i even be allowed to see that would that break the code like would i be stuck in like a loop of never being able to come back for seeing that like yeah. i don't
1: know i mean what would you see where would you be uh are the laws of physics present at that time you know or the laws of physics applied were created and developed later uh due to the big bang we don't know we don't know
2: what if it's just this like planet and then there's just like nomadic person walking around by himself or by themselves you know and there's no one else around could be something weird like that we really don't know
3: yeah we don't we
2: don't know how things work we have ideas and we have clues we have facts things we've tested you know diligently but that still doesn't mean we know no
1: oh yeah you know? yeah we we know very little you know it does it starts to blow your mind i i i try not to think about it because it's almost fruitless and it'll just spin you out you know it's like think of what happened like you know, we, there's a, there's physical things we could touch, you know, like the earth and the moon, uh, in, 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 in between that, there's a lot of space. Uh, but like, imagine a time before those things existed and what, what was there? Was it just, again, was it, was it darkness? Was it light? Was it just white? Was it just a salt? Was it just nothing? There was zero, like it did not even a, just avoid it it, it, see now i'm spinning out i can't (laughs) it's like you know you start to lose you start to lose your mind trying to think about that shit
2: yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right well
2: probably get out of those spaces but i mean it's helping me draw comics so i'm
1: there there you go yeah that's right if it's helping you out then uh might as well stick with it (laughs)
2: um isn't that the eventuality like when we pop out of these bodies are we just going to be floating through that
1: i don't know maybe we pop you know who knows maybe we pop out into another body there you know we reincarnate as another person or another creature or uh, there's
2: gotta there's gotta be like a place where we pause and like recollect our thoughts and memories and like you mm. know our treasured trove of lifetimes there's gotta be something like that right
1: maybe yeah like a waiting room you get like you get like a twenty minute break. You get like a smoke break and a pow- and a Red Bull and then they send you back out there into the next body. Uh they're like, Hey, the year's twenty sixty five. Shit's fucked up out there. Good luck, buddy. Pat you on the butt and, and you're like, off you Let's
0: go. go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember how Nazis were a problem in nineteen forty two? It's like that, but more. Anyway, have fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
2: Oh, I made this um. I had this weird realization earlier because i was like smoking weed and like all my best like weird thoughts come to me when i'm under such influence but i was like what if we're reliving the past because we don't want to grieve our past loved ones mm. like what if we're emulating the worst parts of the people of our past because we want to hold on to them
1: in that way yeah that's interesting Yeah, I mean, there is a lot to say about uh, ancestral trauma and how that transfers through whether, uh, um, what's the word, Uh, astrally, kind of in this astral form, or whether it's through actual physical DNA uh, and how that works. It's very complicated, but they're starting to figure out that that does exist in a way, you know, which is crazy, that that stuff is passed down. But I mean it makes sense. I mean we I mean how much do we really know about DNA and what, you know, that's it's literally what's encoded in our you know, in our in our DNA inside of us, you know. There's a it's it's like the reason that we still you know, you still have those dreams where you wake up and feel like you're like fake feel like you're falling, you know, and you're like it's because fucking a million years ago we were goddamn monkeys in trees and we'd fall out of trees while we were asleep. And you'd get eaten if you were on the ground because predators live down there, you know? It's like that's still encoded in us and we're millennia, hundreds of thousands of years removed from that thing. But that little bit of that DNA is still in these dumb brains, (laughs) you you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like what we practice doing societally actually holds back the best parts of our instincts you Mm. know like how you know to wake up if you're falling out of a tree what if there are other instincts like that in us that we're suppressing because of society and it's capitalism and rules and class and Mm -hmm. you
0: know
2: so i mean that's what i that's what i'm excited about like even though it's like chaotic outside it invites a level of intrigue like okay well if if everything's just like topsy-turvy then can i ask some creative questions like can we push the envelope now yeah like because this approach is uninspired and not there's no good results no one's happy with these results there's got to be a way to make better results right you
1: know yeah yeah well unfortunately I feel like it's the the people making the rules are the people who their ability to make the rules is dependent on them being in charge and then being in charge uh, is dependent on them keeping us uh, placated and subjugated does that make sense yeah so just a
2: bunch of bullies. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's a nice, yeah, that's a, that's a, <laughs> that is one way to put it. Uh, <laughs> I would use more uh, harsh words, but bullies works too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Gabrielle. Well, uh, let's see. Let's, uh, before we get out of here for the day, let's give you a shout out. Tell people where they can find you Instagram, Twitter, any of your work, follow you, support you, all that good stuff.
2: So I am harms underscore s h. That's h a r m z underscore s h on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow me for my daily content posts where I go with the flow, and you get what you get. If you don't want it, you <laughs> gotta eat it. If you want it, have have some more. Yeah. You know, because I'm just gonna be serving it. Perfect. Um, yeah, um, I'm working on my original graphic novel. Um, it's like a one one woman army Latina project, you know, it's. I'm so proud of it already. It's like my baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't I keep me posts. I can't wait to uh, read it and buy a copy and support it.
2: Yeah, I can't wait to get rid of it. <laughs> 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 uh, but, you know, it's like complicated, you know, because like, yeah, but that's what i'm doing every day too. follow twitter and yeah. instagram for updates on that and uh, yeah get to know me ask me questions um and maybe every now and then i'll work on a comic book and i'll post that information on twitter so.
1: okay yeah well we can't uh, wait to see what comes next uh, and uh get that comic book when it comes out so guys supporter follower uh keep her motivated and going so we can oh, all I have get a
2: coffee a coffee yeah that donation website coffee it's pinned on my twitter oh okay. so if so if anyone feels inclined to donate for my cause for my projects for my arts, I appreciate it
1: okay well find it and uh donate and help get this comic book out uh, aliens meets beauty and the beast yeah and uh hopefully next time we'll get the name and we'll have it soon hopefully (laughs) all right uh well guys we are going to get out of here for this week uh come back again next week we are going to have some chaotic schedule the next few weeks again i know i just got back in the studio weekly but I'm on the road again. So uh, it'll be kind of, yeah, you might not get an episode every single week. You might, depends on how busy I am on the road, but we will have stuff coming to you, um, you know, at least bi-weekly. So keep tuning in uh, and then hopefully we'll get back on our regular weekly schedule soon. Uh, But, daddy's got to make that money out there. So you uh, can only be home so often, um, but go to d'scomedy.com, Check out everything going on across the network. Uh, uh, everything. Uh, we've still got new episodes coming out at the pantspending.com all the shows uh, on the home base network too. So be sure to check those out. And again, um, I think it was Knoxville, Athens, and maybe Atlanta. Some of those shows are almost sold out, but we do have tickets available still for, um savannah and, and just go to the website guys check it out there's there's stuff happening uh anyway uh guys it's been great be sure to follow gabriella uh and that's it for this week for the social i've been dees for gabriella thank you very much and we will see you all next week